Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1 with All Care Pharmacy. Need expert advice on your family's health? Speak to us today at All Care Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy network. Baz Ashmari, good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? Good. So Baz, Faithless started on Virgin Media 1 last week. And uh, I'd say much to your relief. <laughs> it's not Very obvious, well isn't it? We're all like, phew, it's yeah, I good. Know, I know. And you wrote it, you star in it. Uh, not really a sitcom, a dramedy. Black or? comedy, I'd yeah, say, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's it's um, it's about a, a man whose wife dies suddenly and he's left raising three girls on his own with his Egyptian father, his Irish uh, Roman Catholic mother-in-law and his... It's kind of like a Dublin Muslim two and a half men would be (laughs) the best way I could describe it, kind of. And it's the calamity around this family dealing with the grief of losing this person in their family. And it is dark. It is dark. One of the funniest bits early on is your character, Sam, is trying to tell uh, his girls that their mum is dead but he's so Irish. In oh, way, yeah, 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 yeah. He fumbles around. So <laughs> yeah. he's he when he looks into his little girl's eyes, he he bottles the fact that she's dead. And he says, oh, she's in hospital and she's very, very sick. And one of the other sisters goes, but the neighbor said that she was dead. And he goes, well, actually, she is dead. <laughs> yeah. So it's that kind of black humor, you know? Yeah. Um, how did it come about? Um, I, I, I well, I suppose originally I wanted to I wanted to act again. I wanted to go back and do some acting. You were an actor. Originally, uh, for for a small period of time, I was an actor. And then um, I wasn't making a lot of money. I, the one line I had in Fair City didn't bring Hollywood calling. And next thing I was offered a comedy travel show. And that was How Low Can You Go? And I went off and did that. So I thought no one is ever going to give me a part. So I better write something. And... Um, that came about and then myself and Mandy McKeown we wrote the pilot together and uh, Mandy wrote another episode as well and and that was it I just wanted to tell a story you know um, and funny enough as it went along I fell more in love with writing than I did with anything else which is a which was a surprise. Yeah. Um, kind of, you're a brave man, like not to not stay in your lane in a way and, and, and yeah. often do this. I like get this. a shiver sometimes when I feel like people have me worked out. Do, do you know yeah, that yeah, feeling? Yeah, okay. Like I, I do DIY SOS and I love it. It's such a great show to do. And then I was doing a travel show and again, it's a very light lifestyle, very easy. But I get a little bit of I got something else in me. I just, it's like watching TV. Sometimes you want to watch something funny. Sometimes you want to watch a documentary. You want to watch a game show. And I felt like this is something I really, really wanted to do. And I suppose no one was really expecting anything from me, but I was very lucky. I had like commissioned a mon, a BAI. Without them, I would never got it off the ground. Then I had Michael Garland, who's in Grand Pictures. They did um, Paths to Freedom, which is possibly one of my favourite Irish comedies of all time. Yeah. Um, the and last I, funny one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I had all these people that were, yeah. that kind of believed in me and and supported me and then Egg and then we'd meet you musketeers. Um, I did see you say that you're not afraid of failing now. Which is a remarkable thing to say. Like, so are, are you kind of comfortable in yourself now, yeah? Yeah, I think I've been so beaten down over the years <laughs> that at some stage you go, I can only really fail when I quit. Do you know? And if I throw myself completely into something, well, at least I'll have done that. At least I know in my heart I'll have, I'll, I'll have thrown myself into it. And yeah, it, like, I won't lie. I was very nervous. It's a big departure. It's a hard sell to say, here's Baz and now I want you to see what he's written. And it is, like, you know, it's like the language is loose. 
Mammy didn't like it. Uh, you know, it could have gone any way. But there was days on set when I was looking around. I had Amir El Mastery who was playing, you know, uh, a young Mohammed um, El Fayed in The Crown. I had Art Campion, you know, heavyweights like Eleanor Metvin and all these amazing actors. And I did yeah. get a little bit and excited. You. And me. Yeah. And, and, you know, surround yourself with really talented people and it would pay off. But I did get a little bit excited at one stage where I thought, I think we're on to something. I think we're on to something great here. And it seems to... Like my my biggest kick is people just saying, God, I laughed and I cried and I and that's what I wanted. There's a great Chaplin quote. Um, life is a uh, life is a tragedy in the close up, but in a, in a long shot, it's a comedy. Yeah. And I've always believed in that. And it's a very Irish thing in, in you know, that moment of something really bad is happening. And it's, but something funny happens. and You go, we won't laugh now, yeah, yeah, but we yeah. will laugh about this. And it's yeah. taking little grains Time of that. And pain, Absolutely. It? It's yeah. going to come, you know. Um, no. So the family, as you've alluded to there, is mixed race. And, and it's part of the texture and the plot and sure. everything and kind of central to it. But I get the impression you're trying not to be preachy about it. Like. No, not at all. What, the best compliment I've gotten about it is that people just see an Irish family. Because this is an Irish family. Like yeah. it's, you know, one of the girls wears a hijab. The other one isn't Muslim at all. Sam isn't really Muslim. His father is Muslim. The mother is Roman Catholic. Like it, it and this is where I suppose I'm playing on my own experiences. Tanya's family are Serbian, um, a Greek Orthodox granny. My mother is probably the most Roman Catholic woman in the world. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I have a, a Muslim sister who wears a, a turban and it, and we all melt together. And if you see the shorthand we have as a family, it's quite edgy at times. Yeah, yeah. Because, but this is it. This is this is the family I live in. So for me, all I wanted people to see was the Irishness of it. That's why uh, Peter Campion or Art Campion, his character of Cormac is so important. Because yeah. this is someone who says quite nearly racist, uh, inappropriate, non-PC things but it's possibly the most lovable character in it. Yeah. Because he doesn't mean any badness with it. He's just not politically correct. But he obviously loves his family and is grieving for his sister and this Sam and the girls mean everything to him. So this was a tricky character to play and I think I think Art did a brilliant job with it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, it it, it is edgy because I suppose it, you're allowed to write those jokes. Absolutely. You, can, you yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I can. But I'm entitled. That's... that's it's it's also and what if someone else says well look you don't get to decide what's offensive or not I take offence at that joke or it's well, complicated it, it, it is complicated yeah. but but I, I think we live in a world at the moment where I've always got by with choosing what to become offended by how you say okay, something to me yeah. Brendan is how I'll me and you can have banter and I, I cannot take offence at anything you say but if you say something with venom and hate and it's coming from a certain place it's very clear to me what you mean and what I'm saying is not everybody that says inappropriate things means badness or is trying to hurt you. And you have to, there has to be a little bit of a, an intricacy there. And that's what I'm trying to touch on with it, that family members have a right to speak to each other sometimes. They are not the right, but they do. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted it to sound real. And hence, I think that's maybe why the language is a bit strong at times, uh, a little too strong for my mammy say. She was like, God, you'll have to edit that out now. And I was like, no, this is the show, man. She's yeah. like, I can't watch this. Really? <laughs> Really, she was just like, there's too many F words and too many this and that. And I get it, it's not for everyone, but 
for me, it felt real. It yeah. felt, it sounded it's real. It's interesting. So what you're saying, though, is about, it's about people's motivations because we don't kind of think of that anymore. Someone can say something and someone else can say the same thing. It's about what they mean by it and yeah. what their intent yeah. is. Have you ever said something and someone's picked you up on it and been offended by something you said and it's it, there was absolutely no offence in it? There's a triggered nation at, at the moment. The world is quite triggered by things. And all I'm trying to say in it is just calm for a second and let's... Let's look at the prism you're looking at all this through. Maybe you're getting slightly over the top. You know, choose what you want to get offended about. You know, okay. and that's why when they're having banter, they give it back and forth. The two friends, the two, the brother-in-law and Sam, my character, they're both kind of giving it back and forth to each other a little bit, you know. Another um, ethnic minority you deal with in it is uh, teenage girls oh God, and yeah. uh, people trying to raise teenage girls. So you have the, the vaping issues in yeah, the very top yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and phones and cyberbullying and all yeah, that. Yeah. So is that from your own uh, experience at home or are, I, you, it's, it's, are you allowed to say No, it? no, no. Like, it's funny because as much as I, I take from my own experiences, I've been a dad talking through a door at a daughter. You know, <clears> uh, <throat> one of my favourite lines is um, good talk. You know, is the exit line. <laughs> yeah. um, and I had a child who used to use this all the time on me. Good talk and the door slams. Yeah. Um, so there are little moments, but it's definitely not my family, you know. But but I have friends. We've sat around. We've given out and, you know, we've uh, uh, counselled each other through things. And there's a certain thing, you know, a certain thing here or there where I would say, I really like that element. Do you mind if I steal that oh, yeah, and plagiarise yeah, it yeah. and use it? And that's what it is. Like... And I think that's what makes it feel like an Irish family. That what's ma- that's what makes you kind of forget anything to do about ethnicity or diversity or any of that stuff. I, I'm not trying to ram any of that down your throat. I'm just saying that you can be a Muslim dad or any ethnicity dad and still have issues with your daughter. You can be a girl and have issues with consent with people. You can be bullied. You can. These are all. These aren't. These aren't race related. These. These are just issues that families have, you know, yeah, and I think yeah. that's where it binds everyone together, you know. Yeah. And then grief as well. And, uh, yeah. and you know, it, it like, look, it, it's, it's fun and light and everything, but it is about how people cope. Everyone copes differently after they lose a, a It's very one. therapeutic. Like I lost my dad, right? I lost my dad years ago. And how did you cope? Not very well. Like it took you like I'm, I'm what am I, 48 now? I've had many years to contemplate and look at bad things that have happened in my life or sad things. And something with death, you know, there's, I suppose you keep little compartments in your heart for people. And when they're gone, it, there's, a, there's, a, a, there's a shock that comes where you can't believe the sun still rises every day and dogs still bark and birds still sing. Yeah. And you think, how, how can that be? And this person who was in my life now has just completely vanished. You know, and how old were you when he I died? was twenty one? So, yeah. uh, but I had different issues. We ended on a you fight. Had, you had a complicated relationship, really with complicated. Him, now, as father son relationships goes, this wasn't the greatest, but we were good friends. We we chatted a lot, and we we had our own weird relationship. You know, you don't you don't pick your children, and you don't pick your parents. So yeah. this is just the relationship I had. But we ended on a fight. So when he died. It le- I, I was very immature at the time and, and maybe I felt I was a little bit hard. So these are things that play in so your you mind. you had not been speaking to him kind of thing? I kind of blanked him for the last, you know, five, six months before he died, you okay, know. that's so, hard, I'd say. So it was hard, you know. Yeah. But but it, it, again, this pain, this grief, this it, all that stuff, I find the rawness of all that when you have a creative outlet, whether it's poetry or music or writing a, a dramedy like this, 
you get to use that pain, you get to share it and people connect to it because they felt the same. And that's your human connection. That's the that's the connection you have with other people. And I think that's what makes a story strong. You know, I yeah. think I think, you know, do you do, do you have the connection still with your dad's side of the family? Yeah, I'm off, to, I'm off to Egypt next week. I'll see yeah. Amir El Mastery. I'll see him when I'm over there. I'll see some family. Um, yeah, it's still, it's still, it's still a huge part what's of my your, identity. Yeah, what's your connection to the place? Yeah, I have a massive amount of family, you know, like I'll get a hotel now, I wouldn't be staying with them because they drive me bat. Um, but I'll go to Cairo, stay a few days with them and, you know, that'll be it. Um, but yeah, they're still, they're still part of my life. They're still part of my identity, I suppose, to a certain degree, you know, as much as I'm Irish and um, the, this, this is a little explanation. Do you, be, do you become more Egyptian when you're there? I do. I do. In what I, way? And I suppose I, I won't be running around going, God, I'd love a saucy sandwich <laughs> right now. And, you know, if it's Ramadan, I, I mightn't eat. I'll play the game. But okay. just like when Christmas comes and my mum asks me to come to Midnight Mass, I'll, I'll do that with her. And, you know, there's there's a, a you know, a cap you wear, I suppose. Okay. Are they, are they religious, Dave? Not they're, re- like they're like everything. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. are, some aren't. And this is the confusion I think some people have with Islam is that they think, oh God, you're Muslim, so you must be five times a day. No, there's Muslims who just don't do anything all year round and come Ramadan, they fast and that's it. Just like there's Catholics out there who don't do anything all year and then, you know, go to yeah. Christmas Mass It's or have their children baptised and then really don't do any other, anything else. It's, it's, people are people and they choose to do what they're going to do. You know, they're going to live their life. You know, you can't be pigeonholed into one, one extreme, you know. Yeah. So Nancy doesn't like it. She's very proud of me and she's a big supporter. Yeah. It's a little strong for her. It's a, The language would be a little strong. My mum doesn't like bad language. She wouldn't find that funny. Um, scenes of men touching themselves and that kind of thing where, you know, there's, yeah, there's, some, um, there's some comedy. I mean, that, that was strong. It yeah, is strong. Yeah, like, yeah. There, like, I'm not lying. Like, there, it is strong. And I did worry originally. I thought, oh God, we'll never sell this show anywhere at this rate if it's going to be like this, you know. if it's. But I had to just commit to what I found entertaining and funny and it seems to have worked <laughs> somehow yeah, I don't yeah, know how but yeah. it seems to have connected and people got a good giggle but out of it but your mum is in it yeah oh, she yeah, obviously I'll, hadn't seen it when she agreed oh, to be in it yeah. can I, is there nothing I can wet my beak was her quote like, like, dealing, with the, <laughs> like dealing with the mob Brendan um, so she wanted to be in it but she didn't want any lines Okay. So she has a little cameo in the back of a car. Um, but like I called one of the characters who's amazing little actress called uh, Carmen Rose, um, who plays my youngest daughter. And I called her character Nancy because Nancy's a huge part of my life and very much my um, my lucky charm, you know, to a certain extent. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, that's a little nod to my mother, obviously. People, anyone who knows me knew that, you know. Is Nancy, I, I, you're probably sick of no, rocking no. into places no, no. and people want to know about Nancy. Is no. Nancy semi-retired from show business now, do you think? <laughs> you would think that, but yeah. like I'd say when I get this movie script finished, I'd say she'll be in that as well. So she's she's got a great lust for life. And my mum, do you know what she loved about the TV making process was being around younger people and the energy they give off. Yeah. And that's a very key ingredient, I think, to, to 
to being happy in older age is to diversify the age group that you hang around with. You hang around with just old people complaining about their hips and their knees and everything else. It can make you feel a bit old. Hang around with energetic younger people who are giddy and a bit messy um, and they can make you feel a bit more youthful. And my mum tapped into this many years okay. ago. and But no bad language. But no bad language. And it's funny, even when we made 50 Ways on, on set, no one would ever use bad language around my mum. Like it was a respect thing. And I respect her for that. That's you're not going to sway my mum. You know, that's the way she is. She's a lady like that. And I respect her for that. Okay, you mentioned a film script. Well, originally, I I, I wanted to write a a movie and I just thought no one's ever going to commission a movie. So if I write a sitcom uh, or or a dramedy. Yeah. And I can prove that I can write. Well, then I'll probably open doors to to write a movie script. You know, that's that was the plan. Okay, that was the the twisting my moustache in a room on my own plotting. But that was the idea originally. But it looks like we're going to do this again. This is looking very promising that we're going to do a second season of Faithless. And it seems to be doing well. We've had interest from America and Canada and um, the UK. And it's, yeah, it's it's been great, like amazing. Like more so than anything, though, was the response just from Irish people, to be honest with you, because yeah. that's your biggest barometer. If you don't win them over, you're absolutely screwed. But the the kind of warmth and love and, and you know, people saying they laughed and cried and all that, that's that's the big win for me, I suppose, you know. It's fantastic uh, new chapter, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit of crack. Yeah, it's something yeah, different, yeah. you know, mix it up. So um, did you see today that um, Dr. Umar al-Khadri... Uh, who is the... the oh, Sheikh Omar Al-Khadri. I know Sheikh, him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, he's quoted in the Sun newspaper today saying he hopes faithless will stop some of the ill will towards Muslims. He said, I think, like, he, he himself was uh, attacked and knocked unconscious there a few weeks ago. He said, I think it's wonderful, it should be applauded. There are 80,000 Muslims in Ireland and for them to be represented on national TV as a loving family is a win-win. Faithless reflects the modern Ireland we're all living in now. It's wonderful and also very, very funny. So, like, you weren't trying to do the worthy thing. I'm not. I'm really, yeah. like, and and that's the truth. I'm not. All I was trying to represent is, like, if you look at, it's funny, you look at actors like Susie El Suefe, who plays um, uh, Lena, and then Noor Salim, who plays Leila. Um, they got the script immediately. They will never be handed a script playing an Irish Egyptian girl going to school. That's just, it doesn't exist. Okay. Right. So there's a lot of, and there's nothing wrong, but there's kind of tokenism out there, which is here, I'll write a character. We'll make him black. Yeah, we'll make him black. We'll make this guy. While this isn't that, this is, this is an Irish Egyptian character and these are Irish Egyptian actresses. So that'll t- that's a reflection of our society that you can go out and all my daughters in this are Irish Egyptian in real life. Right. So so all I wanted was to represent and I didn't want to ram any religious things down because I'm, I'm not religious myself. I was born Muslim. I, um, I have a Catholic mother. I understand both religions, but it's not about that. It's just about this is what a family looks like in Ireland now. Can you see it? Do you think, are we all wrong on, on um, what do we call it, diversity and inclusion and everything that, like, you know, you put quotas and make efforts to do it? Does it end up in tokenism sometimes, do you think? Uh, Rather I, than, like, that it just comes naturally? Well, that's why, that? that's why I commissioned them on. That's why, like, BAI, when they got behind me 
I was so relieved and so happy because they got it. It wasn't about ticking a box. And listen, I've done shows with my mum in Sky and they're like, and uh, you're Irish Egyptian. Tick. And how old is your mother? Tick. <laughs> and they were ticking boxes in front of me, literally ticking boxes in front of me as because this is great. This is ticking all the boxes of what we need to commission. There was none of that with this. People just got that, you know, we're just trying to tell a story. It happens that I'd say if you watch the whole series from beginning to end, I'd say you might know a little bit more about Islam and you might just have a tiny little more understanding about certain things about the religion. Not much. Yeah. But I think at the end you'll see an Irish family. I don't I don't think you'll see any colour in it. I think you'll just see representation of, of an Irish family. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think it's it's the most Irish television show ever, like in ways. Yeah. Uh, just to say, I love Baz. Fabulous gentleman. Absolutely love the new show, Faithless. Best programme on TV. So, so different. Hoping for a second series, Siobhan and Delay. So you think there will be a second well, series? Well, Virgin are telling me they're very eager to do another one, you know. So, so Yeah. Someone else says Baz making lots of sense. Baz always makes sense. Baz is brilliant. <laughs> so much sense and logic. I'll definitely be checking out Faithless on the basis of this interview. Now, <clears throat> on a slightly more important yeah. matter, I believe that in real life, you and your real life daughter are currently on the hunt for Dublin's best chicken burger. Is this, this right? This is how I got. <laughs> the same daughter who I collected from detention yesterday, I might add. I'm failing on every front. But um, yeah, yeah, we, we, she's a bit obsessed with chicken burgers and uh, we decided to go on the hunt for, do we spend our weekends looking for the best chicken burger in Dublin? Okay, you know, because you can get away with anything or give us a few front runners. Well, there. well, uh, oddly enough, mom's chicken, which is downstairs in that pub on, is it? Uh, it used to be Larry Murphy's that's there the one. in the corner uh, on Baggett Street. Or, yeah, 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 we discovered that, Marianne. which is pretty good. Mad Egg is is pretty good. But okay. I think mom's chicken is trumping it. I, I'll, I'll say that for them. Mom's chicken is, is my number one at the moment, you know. Okay. And I'll be expecting a free chicken burger next time I'm in there now after giving you a big shout out on Brendan's There show. are other chicken burgers available. I think yeah, that covers absolutely. Us. Faithless continues at 9pm this Monday on Virgin Media 1. Uh, but the whole series is available to binge right now on the Virgin Media Player. Baz Ashmawi, thank you so much. We'll take a break. Email brendan at rte.ie. 